Hello and welcome to my fetch. So, the cancel culture has come to where I work. I am a... I work for an educational institution, part-time. I work in one of the um, states with the um, lowest-ranked education in the United States, near the bottom, if not the bottom, you know, moving between 48, 49, and 50, you know, it's like, uh, you're just vying not to be picked last, you know, for dodgeball. Um, so here's what's going on. The system of which I'm a part did not issue any statement about Black Lives Matter or any, anything involving the organization. The institution that I work for locally, part of a larger system, did not issue a statement about Black Lives Matter. They did issue a statement about reassessing some practices and some things, increasing some scholarship money, looking at funds, looking at different ways to um, provide better for the students and I guess presumably the staff that that works there. The head or director of my department felt the need to put out a statement in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Came a little bit late. Apparently the story is that Someone, a black American in the department, was very disturbed and bothered by a statement, by no statement, by the lack of statement. Um, and the statement was put out. Then I received not one, but like, I don't know, something like five invitations some of which were just changed, but okay. To attend a Black Lives Matter solidarity um, call slash meeting. Now, even the statement that was put out um, is problematic because it basically indicates that the department is in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and their principles. And it makes it very, very difficult and odd and um, unsafe for someone like me to voice any opinion if the department says that they're on board with Black Lives Matter. I'm Jewish. I am also not a Marxist. That is the roots I mean, not the, the Marxism is the roots of the Black Lives Matter principles. They're anti-family, anti-patriarch, which is the male part of a family, um, anti-American, and definitely Jew-hating. That is their platform. That are things that have been said, and anti-police, or anti-law enforcement, let's say. I do not ascribe to those ideals. 
we had a meeting. We had the meeting online. There were two meetings, and I decided to attend both. First meeting, I was a little bit late to and did not catch the introduction because um, my supervisor was late in getting me the link, the login information. This meeting, I'm just going to go through a few points. I, I, I combined the notes into both, you know, from both meetings. So each meeting was about, a, maybe it was a, a total of an hour and 45 minutes, maybe, maybe two hours. Okay. This was apparently volunteer to attend. I can be certain, had my presence not been at one of those meetings, they were taking an attendance, putting people on a blacklist or a shit list. And I'll explain why, because of things that were said during this meeting. Um, there's a committee that was named in the meeting, and then there were two people leading the discussion. So my questions are, is who nominated the committee? Who voted for them? Who nominated these two leaders of this conversation? And why did I not get to vote or give my input as to the committee? And why was I not asked to be on the committee? And I can tell you why. Well, number one, I'm a Jew. And they think I'm white, but I'm not. But anyway. So people were saying that all of the things that I'm about to say herein needs to be brought to the leadership. Okay, well, who's the leadership? What do you mean? Do you mean the chancellor? Do you mean human resources? Do you mean, um, um, I mean, like, who are we talking about here? Who does it need to be brought to and why? What issues are there that are so um, that are so glaring? Let's get into it. So, um, the things that were brought up were that our program has white supremacy present in it. Zero specifics were given. It was just very general comments about people feeling that they were microaggressed aggressed against. Um, there was some indication by the person who was the catalyst for this that um, they have to alter their language depending upon who they're speaking to. That's what was said. They have to alter... The, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, I alter my language depending upon who I'm speaking with all the time. I mean, if I'm speaking to a child, it's different than if I'm speaking to a teenager. It's different than I'm speaking to an adult. It could be by age. It could be by situation. It could be what I'm talking about. It could be... I mean, I, I don't really know what that means. Sometimes you go, you live away for a while, you come home, you pick up that accent, right, you know, that you maybe had lost. There's different dialects. There's different... Um, um, people, say different people say different things in different places that you don't hear elsewhere. So, I mean, I'd like to deep dive on that, but I don't really understand how that's... That means that since you are altering your language based upon your perception of the other person, the other person's at fault. So that's confusing. So anyway, we have white supremacy. We have white supremacy educators in the programs. Um, people want to be able to file complaints. For like this has to be brought to the attention of you know quote unquote authorities. You know I think within the within the system within the educational pr system, um, there was uh, implications that the Latin community amongst our students um, have adopted white supremacist views towards blacks and expressed this to white teachers. So why would that not be adopting Latin views towards blacks? Because there are Latin views in Latin countries towards people that are darker. 
Why does that all of a sudden mean that Latins are adopting a white supremacy? Maybe they're adopting a Latin supremacy concept of black people. Maybe that's their native and original experience of black people in their home country. Like, wh- why is it automatically being assumed that they're adopting white supremacy views? Um, there were people indicating that staff is not putting in the effort and the hours they're getting paid for. Again, this is really looking at, um, they were saying that that was even pre-virtual curriculum, right? Because we have also gone, um, at this point, 100% virtual. Um, so this is supposedly indicative of not the virtual curriculum, but everything before. Um, there was someone who spoke up, a person of color, who said that they're really just not really up on all this and aware of all this, and especially online, there's nothing that's come up, and that, you know, this educator is just trying to get the students to write correctly and read better and comprehend and, and, and you know, complete their sentences with proper punctuation and, and spelling things right and working on the nitty-gritty of the nuts and bolts of um, what we're teaching, whatever class we're teaching, math, English, um, or other things, you know, whatever our, our duties and responsibilities are. Um, she was summarily dismissed, um, basically as like, well, if you can't identify it, that means it's because you can't see it and you're blind to it. Not exactly the words that were said, but basically. Um, there's indication that the staff demographics need to reflect the demographics of the population that we educate. That is, that is destructive. That is racist. That will lower the quality of, of the instruction because you're factoring in for having to hire a certain race, but not the best qualified person necessarily. Um, I, I just It's beyond me. These things have been tried before and it doesn't work. Um, there was a quote here, white supremacy in a systemic way is present in our system. Okay. Again, no specifics. Um, the English language itself is white supremacy affirming. Um, there was one person that indicated that they want they and them to be explored, um, how to um, explore that, addressing people in that way in the curriculum. <coughs> and um, that's, you know, basically the summary of it. I mean, my feeling is that, my feeling on the meeting is as follows. It was a political meeting. It was a meeting that was basically obligated to intend, no matter what people smile and say and nod and say, oh, this is volunteer, and, you know, everyone can express themselves. Um, no dissension is possible, because if I speak up or anyone else speaks up, they're putting themselves in the crossfire and in danger, and anything that anyone says can be dismissed as you're not woke enough or you're blind. Oh, White Fragility was mentioned, okay, which is an absolutely absurd book that's making people nauseous and can't even get through it, and they'll say, yeah, you're getting nauseous because this is you. It never ends. There's no, there's no possible way to be correct in this woke culture. Um, this meeting goes against the policy um, where um, I am employed, and I'm going to bring that up in just one second. Um, I had it, but um, so my feeling on this is that this department wants to be so woke to have equity, even if it means having less equality for our students. The way that we can provide best equality and quality for our students, sorry, the best way we can provide equality for our students is by providing quality for our students. That's why the word's in there. 
the other aspect of this, that, that was the yang, let's say. What's the yin of this? The yin of this is that they are going to do a department cleaning. They already were saying that they need a way to get rid of teachers in our department that are racist. Like, I, I don't know. I've never encountered anyone being racist. I've never overheard anything. Um, nothing towards me in particular. Um, but um, it's just surprising. There was one student that said something once, but not directly at me. It was more um, whatever. They're posturing something. Um, but uh, they'll just say, yeah, well, you're white, so you don't get that. You don't see that. They're also saying that students are complaining about some teachers um, and um, that they don't want to be in those teachers' classes because the teachers are racist. So this is all news to everyone. Never been brought before. I've been there for several years. No one's ever come to observe me once and give me an official, you know, an official observation of my teaching, suggestions, anything. Since I've been online on this virtual curriculum, I brought it to the attention of my supervisors months ago that the curriculum was horrifically flawed. What do I mean by that? It means that I'm trying to teach sentence structure, grammar, syntax, composition, punctuation, verb tense agreement, verb subject agreement, all the nuts and bolts and and, and uh, inner workings of writing and reading at a proficient level, and a more proficient level than our students do now. I have some students that are, you know, it's a mixed, it's totally mixed bag of students. I have some students that are, been, you know, they're, they're older. I have some students that are recent immigrants. I have some students that are recent immigrants that learned English at a very high level in their home country, and they, their English is better than a native person where I am. You know, or a person, I'm saying a person native to, to the area, not Native American. Again, you know, um, I don't, so, so, um, so it's a whole mixed bag. Reading comprehension could be pretty high. Ability to express themselves, maybe not. Ability to express themselves may be very high, but they're not comprehending certain things, or they don't know how to form their sentences correctly. Very, very mixed. Again, I'm in a place where K through 12 is a very, very bad system. When I brought this to the attention of my supervisor and I basically indicated that it was not professional quality work that we were working with, the very next day I was being exoriated by my supervisor on another call for ridiculous kinds of um, things. So people went through my, my interaction with students and plucked and pick and chose and extrapolated certain comments that had certain words, nothing, nothing egregious, just... Um, simple words, okay? Um, what's an example I can give? Because I don't really want to use those particularly. But like um, telling someone like, um, let's say, you know, that was a simple sentence or a simple way of saying that. Can you say that in a more uh, advanced way? Or something like that, right? Like, oh, you can't call the student simple. I didn't call the student simple. I called that, I called the work that they were doing was, you know, like simple. Like, you know, um, Dick and Jane were playing with the dog, right? So can you can you do better than that? Can you advance that sentence? Can you use better vocabulary or improve vocabulary, okay? So they were already going through stuff. Over the next several weeks, or really months, there have been a number of these conversations because I'm willing to have them. I'm willing to take feedback. And I was willing to go through every single lesson that I ever graded with every student in every class. I challenged people to do that with me. And even when time was scheduled in a meeting to do so, 
It never happened because they don't want to because they know I'm correct. I have a mature philosophy, a seasoned philosophy that's been developed over years of experience on how to approach students in a system like this because I have experience in a system like this who have not gotten what they needed to get during their developmental stages from K through 12. It's a very uphill battle. But what my goal is is to affect their personal lives, affect their academic life, and affect their professional life. And I have courses that I taught in person that do that. Whether I'm teaching simple math or English or whatever, or if I'm teaching business, tech, finance courses. I provided supervisory people hundreds of errors through eight lessons uh, or seven or eight lessons to be fixed. I was then told that some of my suggestions or my edits were stylistic and not necessarily English convention. Okay, if that's the case, how come, why are we not scheduling a meeting to go over that? I offered my time unpaid to revise the curriculum, to revise the, 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 the lessons. And I was told no. And then they were used again with those flawed lessons. <coughs> and I've continued to offer it, and I keep being told it takes time. No, it doesn't take time. It takes effort, and it takes a pivot. I mean, it takes time. Of course it takes time. But it's not... It should happen in real time if you have errors. Now, I don't want to get too much into what's been going on with that, but the number of eyes, the number of people that saw this curriculum is too many for there to be errors like this. Like, there's, it, there's something wholly wrong with the QA. They also don't understand A-B testing and how to put out different curriculum or have different people test the curriculum, do the curriculum, see what, what the numbers, why the numbers different, why the numbers the same, what are two teachers doing that are really working, did those two teachers collaborate, did they discuss, right? There's no collaboration, there's no mission, really, there's no theme to our department. The director is a eunuch, I mean, he has no presence doesn't know how to run a meeting, is not professional, he has excuses, uh, and that seems to be pervasive in the department, and that's more of what's going on with this purge. It's like, excuses, excuses. This is why we're bad, white supremacy. No, and not bad, this is why we're not as great as we can be. Oh, it's white supremacy. No, you're not as great as you can be because you're focusing on this bullshit, and instead of really compelling content, and, and reinforcing skills. I work with my students on habits, on good habits, um, and I know that the things that I do with my students, and if I'm teaching my regular curriculum, could be really successful even in this corona lockdown situation. I can really change people's perspective on education, on academics, on, on, um, on how to use the internet to benefit themselves, um, on, on building themselves up, not just because, you know, the patriarchy says so, let's just say, or not just because someone says you need to spell something this way, but because of what that can do for you. It's a tool. It's like those letters, those numbers, that period, it's just a tool in your toolbox. You need to fix a car, you pull out a wrench, right? So the wrench is an exclamation point. The wrench and the butt, the wrench and the butt, the wrench and the nut, right, and the bolt, think about it, 
that's an exclamation point right there. You have to know how to use it, right? And then there's other things that you use. A screwdriver. The screwdriver is an underline for tight. Like, it's just the same thing. Is the wrench part of the patriarchy? Because lots of white people use it at some point. Like, I just, I've been seeing it happen, and I've been seeing this over two decades, and since I was in grad school. And I'm just surprised, I'm just very surprised it's come here. Um, what I've done is I've anonymously, behind the scenes, made calls because this is not okay. This is a political meeting. It's reminiscent, it's fascistic. It's reminiscent of the hunt for communists in this country, and it's representative of communism back again, back in the 50s in this country, the Red Scare, and it's reminiscent of how communism worked in, you know, let's say Russia and communist countries, right? Like purging, you're part of the party, you're on board with this idea, there's no dissension. If you dissent, they'll come and take you, or you certainly will not be in the party and that has economic, financial, and all sorts of ramifications and for your safety and um, and for for your family and for your for your progeny, for your kids. So, um, you know, it was not quite that extreme, but basically the same principles. Or like, you're on board with this, you're showing solidarity with this, or you're, or you're not, you're on, the, you're on the outs. And I feel wholly uncomfortable. You know what they'll say? Good, it's good you feel uncomfortable because we felt uncomfortable so long. Or they'll say, oh, we don't want that, please tell us more. And then the more you spoo and the more you say, the more they're jotting down notes, this guy's gotta go. So, with my headbutting with some with a, a number of the supervisors as part of my program about the fact that this is just ridiculous and I keep bringing it up and they keep just showing me their utter laziness and not they just don't care. Like, black lives matter. I can say that. I can say it loudly and proudly. I believe blue lives matter too. I believe, I believe white and Asian and Jewish and Muslim and like, I think, and every life matters. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, back down from that either um, I show that in my work I I execute on that in my work I want better lives for people which will translate to you know better lives means better economic you know mobility better opportunity when the opportunity comes to write an email to for something for a job you have to fill in for your boss they need you to write something up like or you need to read something to understand, and you have the comprehension. Someone's trying to fish you, steal your money, get your credit card. When you see some spelling mistakes because it was sent from Nigeria or Afghanistan or who knows where, Romania, then you're you know you you you, you can see that and be like, this is this is not right. They spelled some words wrong. This is not an official email from T-Mobile trying to get my credit card for billing, right? Like I can help save people from certain catastrophes, right? That could be a catastrophe if someone gets someone's bank and they don't have much in there and they need food and rent and, okay? Um, so there's things I'm doing that that show that I think black lives matter. I don't need to say it. I don't need to put a bumper sticker on my car. I don't need to make a slogan out of it. I've lived it. I've worked it. And so I, 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 I'm, I shouldn't be surprised it's come, especially with my views on what is going to come in some locations of the United States, there's going to be, I think, real bad violence coming and coming soon, um, especially in New York. I think I've expressed this. Um, but this is just another purge. They're just going to find reasons. They're going to, they said that they want to use 
student feedback forms that, that, that are given at the end of classes to also determine, I guess they're going to have a rating system eventually for the teachers, and then we're going to be spoken to by different coaches, and we'll be, we have to learn, you know, like, I'm not going to be sitting down for any of that shit. I'm going to tell them where they can go stuff it. I'm going to be like, nah, this is not me, not going to happen. So you can write me up and you can do whatever you want, but if you want to have a meeting, if you want to have a closed door meeting with me, certainly you can have someone from HR here. Now, um, let me just bring up this uh, this um, link to what it says in our program, which is the following. It says, um, sorry, I don't have, it's, it's, it's really slow. Okay, I'm not going to mention the title of it. It doesn't matter. If someone really wants to find it, they will. But it says here, each member, uh, sorry, among the many implicit responsibilities which must be assumed by those enjoying privileges of academic freedom shall be that of refraining from insisting upon the adoption by students or others of any particular point of view as authoritative in controversial issues. That is the academic freedom for staff, and that's, it's a, it's a one-page document. Having this meeting was wholly inappropriate. If someone wanted to send out a mass email to the department saying, hey, we're meeting at XYZ Coffee Shop, you know, we'd love to hear people's input, we want to make it mellow and cool, and like, you know, we'll have some food, and um, we'd love if you, if, you know, everyone would join, and it'd be a good time to like, you know, maybe get to know everyone um, again, you know, not everyone does know each other. Okay, and I understand some people aren't doing that, and, you know, a lot of things are closed down. Or it could even have been the park. We could have practiced social distancing and could have had a, a circle. Circle jerk. They didn't do that. They made this, um, the, the body language of certain people that were on video too um, communicates to me um, the the lust for power. And this is a power play. This is a way for them to, to, to have power over people by its shame, its guilt, and it's putting um, people at risk. Like people know that they're at risk if they express themselves in a certain way. And people are being, I think, careful. Um, and people are being, you know, they're, they're um, people are being, uh, what's the word? They're embarrassed of themselves, which is just also ridiculous. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I mean, I feel that because of my speaking up about the academics, which is the real issue, and our, our not providing the best thing we can, so I can be the best teacher, so my students can be the best students, we're literally reaffirming or affirming the wrong things in our lessons that I'm trying to teach students to not do. Like, it's in the, like, I mean, it's the most ridiculous, head-splitting, knuckle-cracking, knuckle-splitting, bloodied face, bloodied knuckles wonder that we're spending massive amounts of resource and hours to have a discussion like this, which really solves nothing. They said the first meeting, there'll be no solutions. Oh, that sounds ominous. We'll have some solutions, maybe final solutions. So, look, I don't even feel like I can wear a MAGA hat or a MAGA shirt, you know, supporting Trump to school because I'd be summarily probably fired. Um, anyway... I want to close this out because it's been a pretty long post, and I, you know, I, I usually like to keep it short. It's a lot to say. There's going to be more on this too. Um, I, I am speaking anonymously behind the scenes. 
with a number of folk. Um, I don't know what will happen when push comes to shove. Like, even if I've gotten some empathic, or let's say empathetic, ears and people on the line who understand what I'm saying and why this, isn't a, why this is wholly inappropriate, who knows, maybe they even support me, and then when they have to walk it up, you know, if it goes to a chancellor and the chancellor doesn't want to have to have, you know, 75, you know, or 2,000 students screaming outside their office, you know, that, you know, down with the chancellor because of some decision that they make. Like, that's the time we're in, the mob scene. So, you know, it could be that I get sacrificed and there's no recourse. But there are certain things, there are certain joker cards in my pocket that I think may be effectual. But at the very minimum, they should be told cease and desist. If you want to have this meeting, out, you know, stop, stop emailing from the department. Go to your personal emails, get together. But it, it's, this is ridiculous. And this is ridiculous. This is the sentiment of the department. You're going you're gonna to basically purge white people to reflect the population of the city? That has no basis in reality of anything. Just because someone comes in as a black educator doesn't mean that they identify with any of their students. Maybe they don't even know how to identify. Maybe they're emotionally neutered. Right? What about emotional intelligence? What about experience? What about who's worked with different populations before? Like, You don't have those people because how have you been recruiting them? What kind of resumes are you getting? What kind of, how many, what's the pool of people in the area? Right? I mean, there's a lot of things to think about that people just think like, poof, magic will make it equitable when we fire people we don't want here. It's a big problem. And it was really a very disgusting meeting for me. I didn't really think it would come here or come here in this fashion. The university and the system did not um, put out any statement. I was glad on that. And um, I do things to make black lives matter and make black lives better. These people aren't doing that. They're on a witch hunt, and I think they're eventually going to come for me. And, then, and I'm, I'm basically fighting from the shadows right now. And that's fine. I will do my best to slay these demons. This is not okay, and it would not be okay if it was the reverse, which is exactly what has happened in the past. So, thanks for listening. Sorry this one was so long. I'm very passionate about this. I feel like I can really influence um, some, you know, some people who want to learn. I have a few different curriculum that are ready to go. It can really affect change not just in the university system, but elsewhere. And I'm just really, um, that's just what I want to do. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back again soon. Mike Kovetsch, signing out.